another episode of How's the Market, a podcast for first home buyers and upgraders that gives you tips, tricks, and up-to-date real estate information from on the ground across Melbourne and Geelong. This podcast is brought to you by Tommy Buyers Agents. My name is Tristan, and with me, I have my co-host, Jonah Howard. How you doing, mate? Hey, mate. I'm doing good. I finally got some good internet, so hopefully we can get a bit of a flow going. Um, yeah, yeah well, it should be a much better conversation now. Now that... Now that we're we're live and direct, got the the videos going properly, and I can see that you're wearing a stupid scarf, mate. What's what's going on there? Yes, mate. I'm manifesting a win tomorrow night. I don't know when this comes out. Does it come out tomorrow? Yeah, it'll come out Thursday? on Thursday. So for yeah, those right. just so listening, that, so it is the it is the Collingwood scarf, which I yes. know Jonah is a and avid fan a, of. I had a hot pie from the Seven Eleven as well, just to manifest hot pies tomorrow. So. <laughs> I'm excited, Bring mate. It. September, spring has sprung. September footy. Everyone's buying houses. It's good It's good out there. Yeah, well, on that note, you weren't in Geelong. Where, where were no. you this weekend? I was in Hastings, Crib Point area, which is like very, very south of Melbourne. And to be honest, there wasn't a single other person out at Opens. But that was, I was at the price bracket 400 to 450 looking for a client. And the general kind of consensus from the real estate agents was that people are really struggling to enter the market still. So first home buyers and the like. So if there's a house that's kind of 400 to 500, it's really struggling to get off the market. However, if you're going above kind of 750, people may be buying their second home, third home, whatever it may be, um, then they're selling really fast. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I think it's definitely it's the the first home buyers struggle a lot more than the upgraders in a situation like this. Typically, because they don't have the equity, they haven't been privileged to the rise in property prices, where they haven't like they haven't taken any of that for themselves over the recent yeah, exactly. years. So, property prices have essentially gone up, and their borrowing capacity has gone down, and that's all they've sort of got to experience of the recent the recent yeah. market twists and turns. I went to eight opens. And there was not one other person looking to buy, not one. Wow, that is so that, very that goes rare. So that, that, yeah, that that kind of price bracket is really struggling, and people are struggling to enter the market. So maybe mm. they need to listen to our podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's my recommendation. it. Well, I was at the other end of the market. Um, I was closer towards the city, sort of around the. I, I, I spanned from the Glen Iris regions to the Albert Park regions, and then the Richmond regions. Um, on the weekend and they were all quite interesting areas like sort of in the one to two and a half mil range Um, and those properties seem to be doing quite well like the auctions out there at the moment are garnering massive results and because of that other vendors are seeing those results and then wanting to sell which is interesting which is what usually happens in spring usually there's a couple good auction results and then the agents tell every single person in their database base that things are flying and then that makes other people want to sell and then there's a whole glut of properties that come onto the market based off a few good results. Mm. And then, you know, sometimes they perform averagely or sometimes that is just where things sort of explode. So I think that's probably a good segue into the topic that we're talking about today, which is essentially we're just doing a bit of a market cap. Um, how's the market? Essentially, RBA's mm-hmm. rates have been put on pause for the month of September, which was uh, like from the time of recording released yesterday. Property prices have continued to rise. 
Um, and there's some different news and vacancy rates as well. So I think maybe I'll jump into it uh, and talk about what's sort of just happened in the in the recent months, right? So, um, well, obviously the RBA's rates were left on pause at 4.1% yesterday. Interestingly, the ASX rate indicator, which provides like daily estimates on what, or daily predictions on what they believe is going to happen in the market. Um, for this weeks of this month's predictions, they were at 86% likelihood of a pause. But now they've started even showing indicators of um, interest rate reductions. So they had mm. the remaining 14% expectation was of rates dropping. So they didn't have any expectation on the rates rising again this month. It seems a lot that the general consensus and dialogue is now changed from will there be a rate rise to will there be a rate reduction, which I think is extremely interesting. So on that note, I wanted to jump into just looking at the actual RBA minutes um, of what they released, uh, what their statement was when they sort of held on the pause um, in September, just to sort of see what the RBA is thinking if we're doing a little bit of a deep dive. So the very first thing that they said and they made comments on was the fact that they have already increased interest rates by 4%, which they know is massive. And the key words that I got from their first initial opening statement was that they said that the higher interest rates are working. So they know that it's sort of changing and it's trying to establish a more sustainable balance between supply and demand. And they also know that it can take many months for the effects of the interest rate rises to actually be felt. So if you have a mortgage and the RBA changes the rates, you typically won't even experience a change in your repayments for one to three months. So even if the banks pass it on directly, it's not for the next repayment. It's typically two to three months away. So they know that their most recent increases in rates haven't even really been felt yet by people. Some, some of them will be hit in September, October. So they sort of have said, look, inflation is coming down faster than expected. And so for that reason, they're choosing to hold steady. Uh, which will provide further time to assess the impact of what the increases in the interest rates have, have made to date. So that was another mm. thing that I thought was quite interesting. interesting. That Yeah, they're sort of saying, look, we've made these massive changes. It's working more than what was anticipated. And now they're essentially saying, we're going to just wait and see what happens. That's pretty much the approach that they've taken to it. Okay. They did note that inflation has like definitely passed its peak with the CPI indicators dropping again in July. However, the goods price um, inflation has eased. The prices of services are still rising, um, as well as rates. And I paid $7 can... for a coffee two days ago, so I don't know, I don't know where they're getting this info from. <laughs> $7 for a coffee, dude. I can't $7. justify that. Mate, $7 would, for a coffee. I would walk out immediately. That's why. Yeah, I've, I've stopped buying coffees out, to be honest. I've completely stopped. Yeah, Unless I'm, I'm like doing meetings with coffee. people. Yeah. I did get oat milk expense. though. I've jumped onto the oat lattes and I think that's extra. But still, I was like $7. Are you kidding me? I'm going to speak about <laughs> this on what, the podcast. That's whenever you come down to Melbourne and you're trying to get in <laughs> a bit of Melbourne culture out yeah. from Geelong. You have to get the oat Mate, lattes. I, these oat lattes, they're killing me. Not good for my waistline. But <laughs> yes, I digress. Do I digress, yeah. So <laughs> well, on, on that note, the, the other key line that the RBA said is that inflation is on track to reach their 2 to 3% bandwidth by 2025. So that 
essentially they've sort of said if we do nothing, it looks like we will achieve our goal by 2025. Um, and so they just essentially said in the meantime, we're going to keep an eye on inflation and the global events to make sure that there's no changes to the trajectory of inflation. So that doesn't mean that we're at the top. Um, it is just going to be dependent on a few of those things. They did specifically state that they were worried about um, the Chinese economy due to what's sort of going on in their property market at the moment. And um, I won't really jump into that, but essentially uh, they're in, China is in a place of deflation and if their economy is slowing, they're like the biggest trading partner of Australia. So the worry is that if their economy is slowing down, that key sectors in the Australian economy will also slow down, um, which essentially just helps the argument on the pause on on on, uh, on our rates as well. So doesn't mean that we're definitely at the top, not necessarily. Um, they did end their statements with a similar sort of closing paragraph to what their previous like three and four statements have said, which is, and I quote, some further tightening of monetary policy may be required to ensure that inflation returns to target in a reasonable time frame, but that will continue to depend upon the data and the evolving assessment of risks. So I think overall it's pretty good news. Um, it does really feel like we're at the top of the rate cycle and that is the sort of consensus on the ground. Like when I'm just chatting with people, they're like, oh, you know, it seems to be that we're at the top. People are buying as though we're at the top, um, which I find is is interesting. And then the next thing is, well, what are the banks saying? So, I mean, <laughs> I always like to preface this with the banks have been wrong 100% of the time in the last couple of years. They've, they've not even been remotely close with any of their predictions. However, um, they do have a very good team of economists that typically have got a lot more inside data than what the general public gets to see. So the the headline there is that three of the four major banks believe we're at the top of the interest rate cycle. So there has to be one. Um, it's NAB that believes that there is a further uh, interest rate rise and they've predicted it for November, a 0.25% increase to where we are. Um, but then other than that, the, the other three um, have said that we're at the top. Okay. And which, not which only nothing. Who knows what's going to happen? True, true. <laughs> well, what's what's interesting is that what they're all fighting about now is not so much if we're at the top, but when are we going to see interest rate declines? Yeah. And that I've I found quite interesting. So I've just taken some of their predictions and and I'll read them out in a second, which sort of show and I I just keep in mind keep an eye on the difference of when they believe the declines will will happen. So. CBA believes um, a peak of 4.1%, which is where we're at, and then dropping to 3.1% by the end of 2024. So that's, that, bold. that's bold. That's earlier than what the RBA has said that we're going to be at the, the you know, um, 2 to 3% band of inflation. So the RBA thinks it's going to be like mid to late 2025. CBA believes that rates will drop a full percent before the end of 2024, which is huge. Um, Westpac believes we're at the peak. Um, 4.1% and believe that it's going to be a drop to 2.6%, which so like a significant drop more than the 3.1% mm. predicted by CBA, but they believe that that is going to happen by the end of 2025. And then NAB believes we're going to be at a peak of 4.35% by November and then drop to 3.1% by early 2025, so similar to CBA there. And then ANZ believes we're already at the peak as well 
and then dropped to 3.85% by December of 2024, so the end of end of next year. So, Can you I mean, imagine what that will do to the property market if that happens? If that dropped considerably, yeah. I think we're going to go into a huge boom. Considering we're in a downturn, we've been in a downturn in this past year and property prices have increased. You can only imagine yeah. what's going to happen if they decrease a whole other percent. Yeah, so well, like, yeah, good point. So typically the three main things that affect property prices is supply, demand, and access to credit, right? So as soon as people get more money from the banks, the banks are willing to lend them more money and their borrowing capacities increase and their repayments go down, people just spend more. Like people always sort of just spend their max. That's just mm. been sort of what's happened um, as long as general sentiment's there, I think people believe quite strongly in the Australian property market and the Australian economy. So, yeah, I totally agree. As soon as we start seeing some interest rate declines, I strongly believe property prices will grow at a faster rate in conjunction with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, mate, take take it away. What's, what's happening with vacancy rates at the moment? Yeah, so the vacancy rates, as they usually always are, are different all over the country. It seems mm-hmm. to me that the capital cities in which over the past year property prices have increased, that vacancy rates are exceptionally low. In Perth, sitting at 0.5%. So that's like really, really low. You would, it would never get kind of lower than that. Where property prices have decreased slightly over the past year, Brisbane and Melbourne, vacancy rates are hovering around the 1%-ish mark. Um, I think the rental market is getting worse kind of by the week, it feels like. Um, property owners have had a pretty comfortable couple of years with interest rates and kind of everyone became a property investor just because they could have access to extra credit. But the number of rental listings over the past 60 days has decreased by 12.5%. So that's extremely worrying. I think the government's going to have to step in and do something. I heard a rumour that Airbnb could be canned or it could be like heavily heavily restricted so the amount of available airbnb properties are eliminated and then rental properties hopefully will increase or maybe they'll sell up who knows but i think the government is going to have to step in and do something 12 and percent over the past 60 days is a lot considering we had a rental crisis at the beginning of the year and everyone was freaking out then i think it's much worse now so yeah something's going to have to happen soon mm, that's interesting mm. So things are not necessarily getting better in the the world of vacancy rates, which puts more pressure on property prices and makes things harder for tenants, unfortunately. So if if interest rates do come down, obviously it has a positive effect everywhere. So hopefully people will start buying investment properties, stuff like that, and then there'll be more rental properties available. So if these interest rates, well, they're halted now. If they come down, I think that will probably fix the rental crisis as it is. Mm. but what do I know <laughs> well yeah it's going to be there's so many variables for the vacancy rates like unfortunately like the government needs to do something I think um, yeah do you think the Airbnb ideally be building kind more of houses. could could stop this rental crisis I think that's probably I don't know I don't like when the government steps in and just says that, no this is banned for X reason um, I don't yeah know it'll it be depending on how they do it Yeah, it'll depend on how they execute that and what the sort of rules and restrictions are. Um, I don't think they can just ban an app, but they can maybe put restrictions or a higher tax on 
short stay yeah. rental income or something like that. Um, though what they've done to date so far being increased land tax and you know the, the changes in rental laws has done the opposite effect like the amount of real estate agents i speak with that have said that pretty much all of their listings at the moment are rental stock that like so investors selling and yeah. the most quoted reason i'm hearing for investors selling in victoria is land tax really like yeah, for sure. Okay. For sure. They've just put these increases in land tax. It's gone up significantly. And so not only is land tax going up, but a lot of their land values are going up um, because of like the recent booms and they're only just being felt with that. So it's like their land value has increased by a lot. Mm-hmm. They're, typically, their rental income just has increased maybe marginally, but mm-hmm. nowhere near enough to keep up with the interest rate rises and then the increase in land tax and the increase in land value. So some of these, yeah, some people's land tax bills are doubling. Um, and I was speaking to an investor who owned four properties in Victoria and he said his, all, all of his properties were owned without a mortgage and it was still 50% of all rental income was going to just land tax alone. So he's like, there's literally no point in me holding these anymore. He's sell- he was selling all of them. Jeez. So like, it's huge. Like it, it's that huge amounts. That land tax is probably having an effect on the rental market as well. The rental crisis. For sure. Well, that's, I mean, absolutely. That is literally yeah. why. So the, the, the government has just done this to punish property investors. But what that has done is just punish the tenants. Like, yeah. And that, I mean, what, what was the numbers you said? The 12.5% decrease in, in stock listings Damn. in 60 days. That is literally what I'm seeing on the ground. It's what yeah. real estate agents, real estate agents loving it. They're like, finally, we're being saved by investors selling. But yeah, the poor tenants are the ones that are actually feeling it. Mm. So I guess that's probably something they have to think about. They have to just get rid of or yeah, bring down the land tax. Oh, who sorry. knows? I can't see him doing that. No way. But like, yeah. Well, I, that I, who would be knows a better idea than banning Airbnb, which is like an income stream for some people. Mm. Well, ultimately, know. they just need to build more properties, which, I mean, that's all in the news as well at the moment. Who knows if that's going to actually happen? Yeah. Okay, mate, I'll step into property price update. Yeah, what's happening? So property price update. So if you look at the yearly data... Property prices have increased in some capital cities and decreased in some, only slightly. But if you look at the quarterly data, every capital city has grown grown by a lot. So I think that's probably very positive news uh, for a lot of people. In the last quarter, in Brisbane, property prices have increased 4.3%, which is, which is exceptional. Um, since bottoming out in February, the national HVI is up 4.9%, adding about 34000 to the median home price. Um, every capital city except Hobart, which recorded a dip of 0.1%, recorded rise in home values. The highest increase in home values was in Brisbane, ahead of Sydney and Adelaide. Sydney had led the recovery trend to date with a gain of 8.8% since property prices bottomed out. I think that probably has to do with yeah, just the ceiling in which Sydney property prices are. They're so, they're so great that it's usually led kind of by Sydney. Yeah, so from a, a yeah. quarterly perspective as into where we're heading, it's very positive. So I think if these interest rates do come down, that's going to boost boost people's confidence so much and I think we're going to head into a, a massive 
a massive upswing. And yeah, over the next couple of years. Yeah. I think if COVID, I know it's been a long time since then, but I think if that proved anything, it's that land is scarce and land and property, land and housing is always going to be essential. So when everyone mm. expected that property prices were going to decrease during COVID, a pandemic, they did the exact opposite. So that goes to show that they're always scarce. So no, no matter what the economic kind of situation is, over the long span, it's all, their property prices are always going to increase. So in the past quarter, they've increased substantially. If these interest rate rises, interest rates come down, I think we're going to head into a massive upswing. So if you're yeah. looking, if you have a deposit and you have enough to buy, I really do think this is a really good time to buy because then you can benefit from the interest rate decrease and you can benefit from the upswing that is on the way and, and build yourself some equity. Mm. Yeah, I think what's interesting is like if you were to just extrapolate some of this quarterly data out to see what things would look like if things just stayed on the same trajectory as what we're on over a year, like if Brisbane's getting like around 4% growth in a quarter, like it's 16% growth annually. And that is just enormous, right? So especially coming mm. off what we've come off. So, and mm. the fact that Sydney has already raised, risen by 8.8% from the, where they bottomed out, which was late last year, I think it was November or December. Like 8.8% mm. growth alone is, um, like that's their annual growth. And they've done that in, you know, three quarters of a year. So yeah. to think that, in the year that interest rates have risen this much, we're actually on track to outpace average annual growth over the long term. It's just crazy. It's crazy to mm -hmm. think about. So, mm -hmm. yeah, and that's and that's what things are happening at the moment. That's where no we're at. No economists would have predicted this either. Yeah, and I think at the moment people are already factoring in an interest rate decline into their purchasing. Mm -hmm. Like the, the people, people spend money based on confidence right so the fact that the confidence in the market is increasing and that the dialogue is now changing to be around well when is the interest rate um reduction going to be rather than how many more interest rate rises are there going to be i think people are already pricing that in which could be why we're seeing some really strong auction results at the moment yes mate agreed so, right yeah, in the media so what have media, you found for us um victoria's minimum rental standards criticized by outgoing vcos chief as dump listed in Ballarat. And if you can't, well, you're not going to be able to see this, people listening, but it is an absolute dump. A property has been listed for rent in Ballarat for $250 per week, which has sparked a lot of questions about Victoria's rental standards. I think this probably has a lot to do with the rental crisis as well, where people are realizing that people are struggling to find a rental, so they're just putting anything up. They had a, an outdoor toilet that only had like some clear corrugated sheeting above it wasn't plastered it who knows if it even had plumbing just kind of a hole in the ground um, the kitchen consisting of an oven with stovetop sink and cupboards is spread across three separate areas and described as open plan in the listing <laughs> you kind of have to see it to believe it it's so dodgy we can link it in the show notes can't we um yeah 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 i think so i really think the rental crisis is represented here it's probably not necessarily yeah of course the minimum rental standards need to be criticized but it's probably more to do with the rental crisis than anything in my opinion when i say stuff like this i'm like what is that property manager doing like yeah. how can a property manager put something this is literally a knockdown job like yeah it's, it's it's a knockdown job you wouldn't even renovate something like this in my opinion um, no and this is the sort of stuff that is getting listed onto you know the portals so mm -hmm. i 
I can see why this is getting criticized and I can see why the peak bodies are coming out and saying, you know, this is not right. And yeah. I honestly it's think a bigger this, issue, this isn't right, you know. It's a bigger issue. It's a rental crisis issue, in my opinion. Yeah, well, it's obviously someone trying to capitalize on that. Yeah. But it's not, it's not like you? this was legal in any state or like day and age anyway. Like this yeah. is sort of just breaks all the laws like a month ago where i shared that article about the harry potter cupboard that was up for sale <laughs> yeah. uh, up for rent yeah. <laughs> this is the type of situations that we're in uh, yeah. yeah so i'm seeing a lot of garages like people just slapping a mara uh, a massage <laughs> what am i saying a, a mattress <laughs> <laughs> people slapping a mattress down in a garage and calling it a bedroom and chucking yeah. it up for 250 bucks a week like um, hey yeah make hay when the sun noise. shines yeah, well, you feel sorry. I just feel really sorry for the people that are in those situations. Like, obvi- that's obviously the same people that are trying to get into the property market. Just increases demand, which increases property prices, and things are becoming, yeah, dif- definitely difficult for that lower end of the market um, yeah. at the moment. Mind you, there's some people that are renting, uh, that are spending a lot of money on rent, and have just decided, well, now's the time to buy, and they're probably a lot better off for it as well. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what sort of the future is for the rental market over yep. the next sort of few years time, like really the only way to fix any sort of these problems is just to incre- uh, increase um, supply. We need to build a lot more houses. We need to do it quickly. Hopefully the governments can actually pass some legislation which is going to put forth, um, you know, a lot more building over the next sort of five years as they promised and as had has been denied. Mm-hmm. So that's it for this week, everyone. Yep. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to check out www.tommy.com to get access to our How's the Market blog and join the mailing list and we shall see you again in next week's episode. Make sure to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Jonah underscore Tommy underscore Geelong and Tristan Larkin. Until then, see you guys. Bye.